In today's show, Bitcoin price bottom takes shape as old coins hit a record 78% of the supply. That's right. And quoting Nigel Bokele, the Federal Reserve is nothing federal and has no reserves. They rob you from your wealth and from your savings. And that's immoral. It is not only immoral, but it also destroys some basic economic principles like savings. Preach. And quoting Plan B, Bitcoin is the only bank that cannot be hacked. Bitcoin is the only bank that keeps your personal data secure because it does not need personal data, only cryptographic keys. Breach. And quoting Jack Maulers, the Strike CEO, we could enable Bitcoin Lightning payments for Twitter Blue subscription in days. Well, let's do it. Also in today's show, Union Bank of the Philippines launches Bitcoin and Ethereum trading. That's right. Union Bank, one of the largest universal banks in the Philippines, debuts its crypto trading via a partnership with a Swiss crypto firm. Also in today's show, central bank gold buys this year reach all-time quarterly high in quarter three. Check it. Four 400 tons purchase, which is the most on record. And this just in breaking news, China and Russia may be working towards a new gold-backed currency aiming to dethrone dollar as primary world reserve currency. And China earlier this year started to buy a huge quantities of gold as Russia was forced off of the dollar due to sanctions. And Max Kaiser's response to this, been predicting this for five years. This is a US dollar killer and the primary driver to my short-term target Bitcoin, $220,000. If Russia and China and other Others have trouble sourcing gold. They'll look at asset-backed digital versions. Duh. Eventually, all roads lead to BTC. Preach. Also in today's show, Coinbase and crypto advocacy groups support Ripple and XRP lawsuit with the SEC by asking to file amicus briefs. Also in today's show, will Elon Musk integrate Dogecoin into Twitter? I'll be breaking down the potential future use cases for Doge and what's likely to happen. We'll also be discussing Ethereum may have the single most bullish price chart in the world, according to macro guru Raul Powell. And he also says he predicts the crypto market cap which is currently sitting at around $1 trillion to 300x over the next decade and literally hit a 300 trillion crypto market cap. And if Bitcoin was the 300x from here, we're talking about a $6 million Bitcoin price. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Now, welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts, podcast episode number 1092. I'm your host, JV. Today is November 2nd, 2022. So welcome to Moonvember and everyone just joining us. Let's dive right into today's market watch. You can see checking out the overall market. Many of the cryptos are currently correcting and in the red, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin down 6%. Virtually everything minus Litecoin and HBAR is correcting. And checking out uh CoinMarketCap.com. Let's get the latest numbers. We can see we're sitting just above that $1 trillion milestone with about $72 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance at 39% even with the Ether dominance at 19% even. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours. Litecoin leading the pack. I haven't seen a Litecoin pump in a very long time. It's up 11%, trading at around $61. We also have Basic Attention Token up 4%, trading just above $0.30, followed by Tundra. 
one coin up about four percent trading at a dollar fifty seven followed by unisted leo and hobby token and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week you can see a mixed bag mixed bag between gainers and losers we got dogecoin leading the pack up about 95 percent for the week we have clay up 23 percent and osmo up 17 0.6% and checking out one of my favorite indicators. It's the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated a 30 in fear. The same as yesterday, last week a 33, and last month a 24 in extreme fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That could be a great buying opportunity like we're witnessing right now. BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when the market investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So there you have it. Welcome again, everyone just tuning in to today's live episode. As usual, we have lots and lots to cover. So let's dive right into our Bitcoin technical analysis uh, for the day. Shall we? Check it out. Bitcoin and the rest of the crypto market have been in a bear market for almost a year. Preach to the choir. The top crypto has seen its value plummet by more than $900 billion and the said period with macro fundamentals suggesting more pain ahead. But the duration of the Bitcoin bear market has coincided with a substantial rise in the percentage of Bitcoin's total supply held by investors for at least six months to one year. Where my long-term Bitcoin hodler is at, make some noise in the live chat. Now, notably, the percentage of coins held for at least a year has risen from nearly 54% on October 28th of 2021 to a record high of 66% on October 28th, 2022. According to this data, which you can see here, brought to you by Glassnode, this evidence suggests that long-term investors are increasingly looking at Bitcoin as a store of value, asserts Charles Edwards, founder of digital asset fund Capriole Investments, quitting him here. Despite the worst year in stocks and bonds in centuries, Bitcoiners have never held on to more Bitcoin, he noted, while highlighting how the floor and ceiling in Bitcoin held for the long term and which have increased after each cycle, which is shared here in this chart. And additionally, Glassnode's research shows that Bitcoin tokens held for at least five to six months are less likely to be sold. Hallowed be thy name. The number of these so-called old coins typically rises during bear markets, highlighting accumulation by the patient, long-term investors as short-term investors sell. That's right. Patience is virtuous. I can't stress this enough. Now, the behavioral difference is visible in this chart, which you can see on your screen, where the downtrend in Bitcoin's price coincides with a persistent decline in the number of younger coins and an increase in the number of coins inactive for at least six months or old coins. And as of October 31st, the old coins comprise of nearly 78% of the Bitcoin supply and circulation versus younger coins at 22%, thus reducing the likelihood of intense sell-offs while forming a potential market bottom. How many of you feel that the bottom is currently in for the King Crypto at 17.5? And how many of you feel we're likely to have a double bottom? Let me know in the comments below. Now, moreover, on-chain data tracking Bitcoin's price and its long-term hodlers net unrealized profits and losses known as the NUP Hints at a similar scenario as shared in this chart. Notably, Bitcoin's entry adjusted LTH long-term hodlers slash NUPL has entered the capitulation zone, which you can see here in the red. And that has coincided with the end of the previous bear markets as shown in this chart. That includes the strong bullish reversals witnessed in November of 2011, January 2015, and December of 2018. Now, MicroStrategy, the world's largest corporate holder of Bitcoin, has also reiterated its commitment to continuing to buy Bitcoin for the long term. Quoting their CEO here, we have a long-term 
time horizon and the core business is not impacted by the near-term Bitcoin price fluctuations. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know in the comments below. And I love this quote by the El Salvador president, Nayib Bokele, because he is preaching facts and calling them out sharing his quote here, the Federal Reserve is nothing federal and has no reserves. They rob you from your wealth and from your savings, and that's immoral. It is not only immoral, but it also destroys some basic economic principles like savings. I love that he is calling them out. Much respect to Bukele and quoting Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock-to-flow model. Bitcoin is the only bank that cannot be hacked. Preach. Bitcoin is the only bank that keeps your personal data secure because it does not need personal data. Facts. And quoting Jack Maulers, he has some very exciting news and tagging Elon Musk. We could enable Bitcoin Lightning payments for Twitter Blue subscriptions in days. Let's do it. What are we waiting for? Let's take over the world while we're at it, shall we? And I want to say welcome to everyone just tuning in to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts, the number one crypto news podcast in the world. And if you're listening right now on Spotify or iTunes, be sure to check out us on YouTube at CryptoNewsAlerts.net as this is first and primarily a video show. And if you never listen to the podcast when you're out in the car, out and about, and you can't watch the video, be sure to download us on Spotify or iTunes as we're currently receiving around 400,000 downloads per month. And I'm looking to scale this so we can hit a million downloads per month and take over this game. You feel me? And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss mass adoption occurring in the Philippines. Let's Frickin' go. The Union Bank of the Philippines, known as Union Bank, one of the largest universal banks uh, in the Philippines, debuts its crypto trading via a partnership with Swiss crypto firm. Now, Union Bank has launched a pilot program for Bitcoin and Ether custody and tracking services for select retail customers. The firm said in a joint announcement recently on November 2nd, the new investment and trading feature launches in collaboration with the Swiss crypto technology firm Medico with Union Bank going live on Medico's digital asset platform, Harmonize. Union Bank initially partnered with Medico for the development of crypto trading services in January of this year. Now licensed and supervised by the Philippine Central Bank, Banco Central Filipinas Union Bank has been actively exploring the crypto industry in the recent years. And in 2019, Union Bank launched a payments-focused stablecoin peg to the Philippine peso. How many of you here are from the Philippines and are pretty excited for this crypto adoption? Let me know. Now, Henry Aguda, Chief Technology Officer and Chief Transformation Officer at Union Bank, said that Medico has been critical in the bank's goal to provide customer-centric services in the Philippines. He also noted that Union Bank is among the early regulated adopters of crypto in the country, quoting him here, we are proud to continue Union Bank's series of industry first, this time being the first regulated bank in the country, allowing digital currency exchange features for clients. Let's go. And the news comes shortly after Philippines president highlighted the importance of adopting blockchain technology to master digital banking and digital transactions. In an official presidential speech published in September of 2022, Marcos referred to several related milestones by Union Bank, stating the following. The track record of Union Bank is creating opportunities through innovation and digital solutions in the banking sector is uncontested and previously also warned that the public against using non 
on local crypto trading platforms, stressing that dealing with foreign virtual asset service providers poses challenges in enforcing consumer protection. And as of August, there were 19 registered VASPs in the Philippines. So there you have it. How many of you bullish on this story? I think it is great overall as the Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. The more nation states, countries, sovereign world, uh, sovereign countries and just in general, governments adopting Bitcoin, the greater it is for the game theory at play right now. With that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss literally 400 tons of gold being hoarded by the central banks. This is one of the biggest developing stories going on right now. So let's dive right in. And you can see all this gold insane, to say the least. Whereas you can store the same value on a uh, Bitcoin wallet, which is a little piece of plastic like a Ledger Nano, and you can literally store billions of dollars worth of gold, or you can have special storage like this, like the central <laughs> central banks are using. Now, on November 1st, 2022, the World Gold Council published the organization's gold demand trends quarter three, 2022 report, which highlights the current trends tethered to gold and the precious metals market during the third quarter. Now, this report published on gold.org says the third quarter was held and was driven by stronger consumer and central bank buying. That's right. They're buying mass amounts of gold right now. They highlight that these factors help year-to-date demand recover to pre-COVID norms. Quoting the report here, gold demand excluding over-the-counter in quarter three was 28% higher year-over-year at 1,181 tons. They report year-to-date demand increases 18 or increased 18% versus the same period in 2021, returning to pre-pandemic levels as shared in this chart. And while consumer demand for gold has risen, demand for gold from central banks has reached an all-time high. They can't get it fast enough. And as far for central banks, quarterly purchases are concerned. The biggest quarter three 2022 buyers out of all the central banks stem from Turkey, Uzbekistan, and Qatar. Very interesting. Quoting the report here, Turkey remained the largest reported gold buyer this year. As the report details, it added 31 tons in quarter three, lifting its gold reserves to 489 tons, which is 29% of the total reserves. And year to date, it has added 95 tons to the gold reserves. Like, whoa. Now, researchers also noted that Uzbekistan is steadily stacking gold as it purchased 26 tons of the precious metal in quarter three. The report explains that Uzbekistan and if I'm pronouncing that long, uh, wrong, please correct me, has also been a consistent buyer of gold during the last two quarters. The Qatar Central Bank secured a record purchase when it bought 15 tons of gold during the third quarter. And they say that gold's purchase appears to be the largest monthly acquisition on record back to 1967. The report also details that there are central banks that are not reporting their gold acquisitions, meaning they're doing it on the low. Quoting the report here, the level of official sector demand in quarter three is the combination of steady reported purchases by central banks and a substantial estimate of unreported buying, the report claims. Now, Kagestan sold two tons of gold during the third quarter, and the country's central bank was the largest net seller in quarter three. And researchers say that it is not uncommon for central banks to swing between buying and selling. And the study says that the official sector demand for gold confirms the findings from this year's annual central bank survey, quoting them here, the continued trend of official sector demand for gold corroborates findings from our 2020 annual central bank survey in which one quarter of the respondents stated their 
their intention to increase gold reserves in the next 12 months up from one-fifth in 2021. So there you have it. And this also recently breaking news, which was shared being China and Russia may be working towards a new gold-backed currency aiming to dethrone the dollar as primary world reserve currency. China earlier this year started to buy up huge quantities of gold as Russia was forced off of the dollar due to sanctions. It looks like big chess moves are being played. I love Max Kaiser's response to this article. Been predicting this for five years. This is a US dollar killer, all fiat, and the primary driver to my short-term target Bitcoin, $220,000. Send it. If Russia and China, amongst others, have trouble sourcing gold, they'll look at asset-backed digital versions. Duh. Eventually, all roads lead to BTC. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Max Kaiser. I also think it is a great macroeconomic sign that central banks are hoarding gold from all over the world with record high accumulation because think about it. Um, they don't trust fiat. Nobody trusts fiat. Fiat is being hyperinflated into oblivion as fiats around the world are crashing into the dollar. Eventually, the dollar will crash into the king crypto, which is BTC. And also keep in mind that Bitcoin is digital gold. It's superior to gold in every sense of possible, like literally a 100 times superior to gold. If you're to ask me, Michael Saylor would agree. Any Bitcoin proponent, expert would agree. No questions asked as Bitcoin is unconfiscatable. It's uh, censorship resistant. Um, you can travel with it and do all these things you cannot do with gold, which would end up getting it uh, confiscated. So I think being the central banks around the world and governments are hoarding such large amounts of gold, like hundreds of tons of it. I think this is very bullish for the king crypto, and it's only a matter of time before Bitcoin surpasses the market cap of gold. And I think once this happens, we can literally see a $500,000 to $1 million Bitcoin price. But let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And with that, being shared. Now let's dive right into our next story of the day and discuss the latest of what's going on between Coinbase supporting XRP versus their lawsuit with the SEC. Here we go. Check it out. Yet another two parties are attempting to weigh in on the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's lawsuit against Ripple. Top crypto exchange Coinbase and the crypto lobbying group, the Blockchain Association, are both seeking the court's permission to file legal documents known as amicus briefs in the Ripple case, according to a file shared by digital asset legal website, Crypto Law. Now, Coinbase is specifically seeking to back up Ripple's fair notice defense, in which the San Francisco payments firm argues that the regulator failed to provide fair notice that it was violating the law, explains the exchange's lawyer, quoting them here, Coinbase has formally petitioned the SEC to engage in rulemaking for the U.S. digital asset industry so that market participants can have a better idea of what to expect in the future and avoid losses such as those that occurred in this matter. In the absence of a regulatory framework governing governing digital assets, Coinbase believes that parties like Ripple must be permitted to pursue fair notice defenses in matters where they are facing surprise enforcement actions like this one. Now, Chris Kristen Smith, executive director of Blockchain Association, says the SEC's interpretation of securities law is the single greatest threat to the future of the rapidly growing industry, quoting her here. By erratically applying these outdated standards to a modern and innovative technology, the SEC continues its regulation by enforcement pattern, punishing crypto companies with little justification or warning. This is exactly the case with Ripple, with the SEC targeted nearly two years ago in an enforcement action, alleging that the crypto company had failed to register a digital token as a security. The SEC must follow the law. They cannot impose their draconian view on the entire crypto ecosystem through an enforcement 
government action. Much respect to her. I think she makes a great point. Now, last week, U.S. District Judge Torres ruled that Philip Goldstein, a managing member of the investment advisory firm Bulldog Investors and the Investor Choice Advocates Network, could both submit amicus briefs in support of Ripple. Now, ICANN bills itself as a nonprofit public interest law firm representing parties who cannot counsel on precedent-setting securities and exchange commission matters impacting barriers to entry to capital markets. And Judge Torres also approved a similar request from a Bitcoin payment app on the XRP ledger called Spend the Bits. And early in October, the judge ruled that TapJets, which bills itself as the Uber of private jet chartering and remittance company iRemit, could also submit amicus briefs in support of Ripple Labs. Now, the SEC sued Ripple back in late 2020 under allegations that it issued XRP as an unregistered security. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding Coinbase showing their support for Ripple and XRP? And do you feel that XRP is legitimately a security as the SEC is accusing them of? Or do you think this is just the SEC overreaching once again, trying to do what they can do in the crypto industry, not to protect their retail investors, but to ultimately shake down these companies for hundreds of millions of dollars, which we've seen them doing in the past few years. With that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss what is what's on everyone's mind, Dogecoin, because Elon Musk recently took over Twitter, finalizing the acquisition, and there are a lot of rumors right now of different ways that Elon can potentially implement Dogecoin on the platform to make Dogecoin uh, rise to new highs. With that being shared, now let's break it down, shall we? The host of popular YouTube channel Coin Bureau is looking at whether Dogecoin is ready for real-world use cases thanks to Elon's Twitter takeover and a new video update. Synonymous Coin Bureau host Guy tells his 86,000 subs how Musk free and the bird could spark a new era for Doge. Quoting him here, can you see all those Bitcoin hodlers opening their wallets to spend their Bitcoin on Twitter? I am not sure I can. And like it or loathe it, Bitcoin is now digital gold. And as Gresham's Law states, the more valuable something is perceived to be, the less likely people are to want to spend it. He makes a great point. And meanwhile, Doge's sheer abundance means it is much more likely that people would be willing to actually spend it rather than hodl. And of course, using Doge or indeed any other crypto for that matter has many advantages over fiat currencies. Preach. For one thing, Twitter wouldn't have to set up dozens and dozens of specific payment gateways across the world in order to use an internet-based currency that is freely available. Most exchanges support Doge, and it's perhaps only second to Bitcoin in terms of recognition. Isn't that crazy? Now, most people may not know the ins and outs of it, but chances are they have at least heard of it. Then there is also Doge's low sticker price, which would mean that many who are new to crypto would feel more comfortable using that than they would something like BTC. And exploring the use cases for Doge on Twitter, Guy speculates that it could be used to pay for the premium user blue check like a subscription service to undercut the social media giant's reliance on ad revenue. And according to Guy, all of these factors and more are adding up to produce Doge's current price pump. However, despite Dogecoin being up 133% over the past seven days, Guy says that Doge appears very overbought and its rally could be ready to fizzle out. So be very careful. And to watch this video he did, check out the show notes below the video in the description. With that being shared, how many of you are currently bullish on Doge and how many of you currently have that blue check or Twitter blue service? I have the Twitter blue service. I've had it for a while as I am a, a you know, 
premium customer on crypto Twitter. However, I still have no blue checks. So the million dollar question to me becomes, when will we get those blue checks that we're paying for? This to me is a game changer. And I think a much better model for Twitter as a business versus only relying on ad revenue. But let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And are you currently short-term bullish or bearish for Doge? And when I say short-term, let's say till the end of this year. So for November and December, are you currently bullish or bearish on Dogecoin? Let me know in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, now let's get into the moment you have all been waiting for, which is Raul Powell's 300X crypto market cap prediction. And just running some math, let's hypothetically say that we did 300X from here and trillions just start pouring into crypto. We get regulation. All the good stuff happens eventually because it will happen. It's only a matter of time, right? So if Bitcoin was to hypothetically 300x along with the market cap, we're talking about a $6 million Bitcoin price. And if Ethereum was to 300x from the current price of around $1,500, we're talking about potentially a $450,000 Ethereum price. So let's break this down, shall we? Macro expert and former Goldman Sachs executive Raul Powell says one Ethereum chart is flashing a strong bullish signal. That's right. Powell tells his almost 1 million Twitter followers that no other chart is more bullish right now than Ethereum slash Bitcoin ratio, a closely watched measure of the price relationship between the two largest cryptocurrencies. Quoting the macro guru here, is the ETH slash Bitcoin ratio the single most bullish asset price chart in the world might well be, as he shares here, and looking at his chart, it appears that ETH slash BTC is poised to take out its diagonal resistance, suggesting that Ethereum will likely outperform the King Crypto. And at this time, the pair is valued at 0 0.077 BTC, which is roughly $1,582, closely tracking PAL's resistance level. Now, a bullish position on Ethereum's price is also shared by popular synonymous trader CryptoCalio, who tells his half a million Twitter followers that the ETH slash Bitcoin pair looks ready to rally towards his target of 0.11 BTC, which is roughly $2,261 for ETH, quoting the analyst here. Basically, see ETH outpacing until Bitcoin breaks above the major high time frame diagonal downtrend in December or January, as he shares here in this chart. Now, Powell is bullish on the overall crypto market, recently predicting an exponential increase in the total value of all digital assets. Powell says that the crypto market cap of about $1 trillion can explode to $300 trillion in just a decade due to factors like the amount of venture capital flowing into the sector and growing institutional involvement. So running the math with uh, where are we at? In 2022, we have about a $1 trillion market cap. So he says within the next 10 years, that would take us to about 2032, which is about three halvings from today. And I also like to quote macro guru here, bigger than oil, bigger than the internet. It is very, very different thing. It is quite the phenomenon. The point being, as soon as the macro clears up, everybody is going to launch. And don't forget, everybody is invested VC in this space already. So the VC money of $60 billion that went in the last 18 months because of the speed of the cycle in crypto, we're going to see a whole lot of products and new changes and new innovations coming in the next six to 12 months. And we'll move the whole narrative forward exponentially yet again. And to watch this video, the macro guru did check the show notes below the video in the description.